Well, good morning, Grace. Uh, my name is Jake, and I am popping in my mic. I co-direct the high school ministry here at Grace, and uh, so I get to speak to you today for a few minutes. So I'm going to start us off by playing a game together, okay? So here's how this game is going to work. It's going to test how far back our cultural knowledge as a church goes. So I'm going to start us off with a phrase. It might be a song, uh, might be a campaign slogan, might be a movie quote. And when I point at you, I need you to finish it for me, okay? But you got to be loud because I can't really hear you too well through the mask. Okay, so let's see how we do. I'm going to start us in the 90s. This is from a movie. Mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. Good. All right. Okay. We know the 90s. Let's go to the 80s. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Yes. All right. We like movies. Uh, here is a song from the 70s. When I find myself in times of trouble, I'm not going to sing it, Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom. Ready. All right. Going to move to the 60s, going to get into the realm of politics here. Let's see if you guys know this. Ask not what your country can do for you. Okay, I'm going to jump back 20 years. I'm getting a little nervous because I need you guys to forget things for the illustration to work. You're too culturally savvy. Okay, 1940s, here we go. If you don't get this one, I'm going to be really sad. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world... It's getting quieter. Come on, you guys don't know Casablanca? It's the best movie ever. Okay, I'm going to skip to the 20s. Okay, 100 years ago, let's see. Surely you know Herbert Hoover's campaign slogan, right? Okay, a chicken in every pot and... Phew, okay, it seems like we're, we're losing it. Okay, here's one more. This is a chart-topping song from 1921, so only 100 years ago. There are times when you feel sad and blue, something's wrong, you don't know what to do. When you feel that way, stop and think a while, just not pray, but that's a good, good guess. No, just make believe and smile. You guys, you don't remember a chart-topping song from only 100 years ago. Okay, I have one more. Let's see if we can get this one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that... That one should have been louder than the Forrest Gump quote, but that's okay. <laughs> so I noticed something interesting here, which is that um, you guys are doing pretty good. It seems like you had cultural knowledge up until about the 40s, and then it started waning. And then by 1921, you, you guys overall did not seem to know a chart-topping song lyric. But yet when I gave you something that was written on a piece of papyrus 2,000 years ago, Everybody seems to know it. That's interesting to me. That's quite a jump. And the question is, well, why is that? And here's why. I think it's because Christian, as Christians, we take seriously the vision that we heard read today in Scripture, in Psalm 145. This idea that one generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. We are a people as Christians who are devoted to raising up the next generation of Jesus followers who knows the good news about what God has done in the world. And so we know that this truth is so important. It's more important than a song lyric. It's more important than the best movie quote. It's more important than a, ca a campaign slogan. 
And it's so important that for 2,000 years, Christians have always said, you know what, we need to make sure that the next generation knows the gospel. I got to say, a few months ago, I discovered a church directory here from the 80s. And seeing the styles that you guys wore, I'm so glad you didn't pass those on to the next generation, right? I'm glad those stayed in the 80s. But you know what? I'm even more glad that this church is devoted to passing on the gospel. And the fact that right now in 2021, we together can recite the good news about what Jesus has done in the world. Because we are a people devoted to raising up the next generation of Jesus followers who knows what God is doing. And so today we get to celebrate that. We get to celebrate how that's going on in this church. We just saw an awesome display of that. Um, and, and hopefully this is a day that can stir something in us to remind us that, yeah, we got to be devoted to this. If, if Jesus doesn't come back in 100 years from now, we want people knowing how to finish John 3.16, right? We want a people who know what God has done. And so I just want to take a, a few minutes just to celebrate some different groups of people that we have in the church. Okay, so first off, to the next generation, and here I'm speaking specifically to kids, if you're a kid, uh, if you're a junior high student, or if you are in high school, hear me say this, we are so blessed to have you here with us. It is a privilege to have you here in our midst, in our church. And from talking to you guys, I know that some of you, if you're honest, uh, you don't always feel like you have a place here. Right? Sometimes this feels like a, a show that adults put on and you guys kind of sit on the sidelines. But I want to say that is not true. And I want you to know that when we look at you, we feel hope and we feel excitement. When we look at you, we know that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, is not done in this church, it's not done in Long Beach, and it's not done in this world, but you guys are going to carry it on. And I'll just say, as a youth pastor, when I hear you get the gospel, or give your life to Jesus, or be baptized, or hear about the cool ways that you are lights on your campus— there are a few things in my life, honestly, that get me more excited than that. And so just know, you have that power. You belong in this church. We are blessed to have you in this church. Thank you for being here. We think the world of you. We're so excited. I also want to celebrate uh, all the volunteers who devote themselves to, to pouring into the next generation. And so specifically right now, I'm thinking of uh, our volunteers in children's ministry, action company, and Embody. And week in and week out, you show, you show up to make sure that the gospel is passed along. And I know from being there that oftentimes this looks like awkward silences in small group. Um, it looks like those little goldfish crackers getting smashed into oblivion on the floor and you have to clean it up. Sometimes it looks like a dodgeball to the face. Um, and, and very honestly, sometimes it looks like questioning, man, is any fruit being produced? And what I want to let you know is, yes, fruit is being produced. The fact that we are here today reciting John 3.16 shows the fact that it works. 
God works through his people like you. And so I just want to say on behalf of everybody here, thank you for your faithfulness to this ministry. Thank you for how you have taken time to raise up the next generation. We are blessed to have you here and we celebrate you. And lastly, I'd be remiss if I didn't celebrate the role that families play in raising up the next generation. Um, More than anyone else, you answer this call day after day after day after day times 18 years, right? You are the primary, this is kind of scary, it's an awesome responsibility, but I think it's true. You are the primary touch point for your kids of what Jesus looks like. You show them day after day what it looks like to follow Jesus and what he is like. And that is an awesome responsibility. Thank you for being faithful. And and here I'm thinking about parents, but also I'm thinking about grandparents, siblings, aunts, uncles, um, spiritual fathers and mothers. Thank all of you. And you know, it's cool. There are many shapes that family can take. And, And one of those shapes is fostering. And if you've been around here long at all, you know that that fostering is something that this church is devoted to. And that is a really powerful way that we raise up the next generation. Um, And so on that note, this week we do have some really exciting family news we get to celebrate. And that is that the adoption of Chloe, Chelsea, and Topher into the Bear family is official. I don't know, where are you guys? can't find where you are, but uh, wherever you are, uh, Chloe, Chelsea, Topher, we are so blessed to have you here at Grace, and we love you guys. Um, so in conclusion, what, what I want to say too is if you're, if you're hearing this, if you're sitting in the service and you are realizing, you know what, I actually am not taking part in pouring into the next generation, into raising up the next generation of Jesus followers. I just want to leave you with the question, what does it look like for you to get involved? Um, We need help in children's ministry. We need help in action company and embody. Those are some really clear ways. Maybe there's like a youth in your life that you could pour into. I don't know, but whatever it looks like, think to yourself, is this something that I'm doing? And if not, do it, because this is God's vision for how faith is passed on. One generation shall commend your works to the next. And so praise be to God that we are a church that for us, we're just only been around 100 years. That's so small. But in those 100 years, we've been faithful to the next generation and we will continue to be. Thanks be to God. 